tuned in to T-Talks, a podcast hosted by a positive photographer, Tamika L. Turner. That's me. Be sure to subscribe before you leave and follow me on Instagram. It's Tamika L. Turner, T-A-M-I-K-A-L-T-U-R-N-E-R. Let's get it. What's up? It's Tamika L. Turner, your favorite photographer, your photographer's favorite photographer. And yo, I appreciate you for joining me for this weekly podcast that uh, I designed to inspire you, to motivate you, and to get you with some good, you know, get you get, get some good stuff in your head before uh, you start this week. So uh, if you're not already, be sure to follow me on Instagram. It's Tamika L. Turner, T-A-M-I-K-A-L-T-U-R-N-E-R. And yo, my voice, uh, like I was saying earlier on Instagram, I might have been singing my heart out in my sleep and I don't know it. I might have been dreaming that I was Beyonce because <laughs> I woke up this morning and my voice was a little raspy. So uh, if you'll excuse that. Uh, so the thing that we wanted to share with you guys today is keep your eyes on your own paper, like straight up. Like that's one thing that, um, you know, in elementary, you're, you're taught to keep your eyes on your own paper. And it's like, well, why is that? You know, why is it that you're taught to keep your eyes on your own paper, right? And okay, you know, that seems like a obvious question. It's like, well, you know, if you are cheating, then you won't get further, you'll get caught, you'll get, you know, your reputation is at stake. Uh, so while that is also true, keeping your eyes on your own paper allows you to also stay focused on what you're here to do. You know, I, I, I realized that sometimes when you are, maybe you are in a, um, a, a situation or a field or an industry where uh, there's constant competition or constant comparing, you know, like for instance, in the NBA, you know, people constantly try to compare LeBron James to Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant to Michael Jordan or, you know, who's the next Michael Jordan. And the only thing that I would say to people like that is, can LeBron James just be great? Like, let him just be a great LeBron James. Like, even his son, I don't even know his son's name, but even his son doesn't have to live up to the the uh, the shadow of LeBron James. And I personally believe that it is everybody's duty to find the highest version of yourself. And what happens is that when we start the process of measuring ourselves against other people, uh, especially if it's someone that, you know, is considerably in a different position, then, uh, you know, it causes you to lose your own steam. You know, it's like, how are you maintaining your paper? How do you know what's going on on your paper if you're watching somebody else's paper? And, you know, that paper is not limited to money. It's just limited to results. You know, and, and it's 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 interesting because we're at a crucial point in our lives where we have so much access to uh, other people's lives. And, you know, that can work two ways. Either that can motivate you or that could really demotivate you. And you could find yourself thinking, oh, well, I want what they have. And the only issue with that thinking or that line of thinking 
is that you don't know what it took for them to get what they have. And if you set up a, uh, you know, a, 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 a desire that you want what somebody else has just based on the strength of them having it and you wanting something similar, you know, you're setting yourself up for, for failure. You know what I mean? Like you don't want what they have. You want what God has for you, you know, and at the end of the day, you know, whatever is for you is yours. You don't have to want what somebody else has because that's not going to get you that, you know what I mean? Like it's okay to see something and be inspired by it. You know, it's okay to see somebody that's in great shape and say, Oh, you know what? Like, yeah, that's, you know, if, if I had a picture in my mind, can I picture myself looking like that? You know, it's not holding their picture in your mind. It's holding your own picture, your own self image in your mind. And, uh, you know, like, so when I was in high school, I ran track for a little bit, like track, I did the shot put. So I'm not gonna pretend like I was on the hurdles or any of that. Uh, but I did the shot put, but you know, of course we would all, we would always run um, you know, I, I used to hate it. We used to run like two miles on, I feel like it was Tuesdays and Thursdays. You know, I had I always had excuses or whatever about running the two miles. Cause I'm like, yo, I'm just on a shot putt. I don't really need to run. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, we would, um, you know, we would run two miles on Tuesdays and Thursdays and, and get it in. Right. So the, the funny thing is that if we're running and I'm constantly looking over, you know, the way that the track is set up, you got your six lanes. If I'm constantly, if I'm in lane six, but I'm constantly looking over to lane one, you know, I run the risk of not only slowing down, but I also run the risk of running out of my own lane, <laughs> like interrupting the whole process, right? So if we can just stay focused on our own lane, if we can just stay focused on what it is that we are here to do, the value that we are here to offer, you know, how much further can we get, you know? Uh, you know, I just encourage you to figure out what it is that you want to do, not what someone else wants you to do, not what your parents want you to do, not what your brother, your girlfriend, your wife, your husband, figure out what it is that you want to do because ultimately your legacy is going to be based on the number of people that you help, the number of lives that you touched, right? And so if every day you wake up and you say, you know, I'm going to help one person, you know, if you do the math and you are, you know, let's just say you live for 70 years, right? 70, 365, I'm going to do some quick math here. Let's just take it up. <laughs> Uh-oh, you're going to put me on the spot. Let me get my calculator out. So we got... Um, 70 years and I'm I, let's go 80 I, I just let's go 80 so 80 that's uh two 29,000 days so if your main goal you know and let's just be realistic so let's say you 35 30 30 years old and um you are looking at helping one person a day for the next 30 years that's 12,000 people you know, and that, that doesn't seem like a lot when you, when, you know, when you do that number, when you do that math, but that's a, that's a whole gang of people. Like that's a, a small college. If you think about it, you know, so if you can figure out how you can help one person a day, your legacy, you don't even have to worry about creating a legacy. Your legacy will create itself. You don't have to worry about 
you know, um, how you're going to be remembered. It'll take care of itself. It's one of those things where, you know, all you have to do is focus on being your greater self, you know, becoming the greater version of who you are. That's it. Every day, just do something small to get you closer to being a better person, being a better version of yourself. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you, you'll look up and you'll realize, man, I, you know, two years have gone by and you're totally different. Three years have gone by. You're totally different. Things are totally different for you because you made a decision. There's something very powerful about making a decision. There's something very powerful about making a choice because what happens is when you make a choice, when you put a demand, uh, when you put a time constraint, you know, I've heard, I heard someone say, you know, like a, a goal is a dream with a timeline or a date. You know what I mean? Like when you put time, a time frame on something, you know, it shows that you are serious. It shows that you are committed. It shows that you have committed yourself. Think about it. Like if you say, if you text one of your friends and you're like, yo, let's go to the movies at 930. You have literally committed your time from 930 thereafter. You know, and if you back out, you, you know, you just, you know, you just messed up on a commitment that you gave. Right. But there's something powerful about when you decide something and you put a time limit on it. You know, in the next five years, I'm going to touch this number of people. I'm going to do this one thing to make make my my world better. I'm going to do this one thing to make myself better. I'm going to do this one thing to inspire other people. And I, I believe that we are all here for a reason. You know, I don't believe that there's anyone under the sound of my voice that doesn't have a purpose. I believe that we all are, you know, spiritual and and there is a reason. If there wasn't a reason for you to be alive, then you wouldn't be listening to this right now. You know what I mean? Like you're in the perfect place at the perfect time, hearing the exact thing that you need to hear to know, you know what, like I can offer something. I have something very special about me. And if I continue to work on it, continue to develop myself, then I can really impact some lives while I'm here. I can help some people. And at the end of the day, you know, helping people is there's so much there's so you know, I don't. I don't know if you've ever really truly felt what it was like to help someone without any, you know, any concern of what it was going to do for you. You know, some, unfortunately, some people say, you know, well, what's in it for me? That's their philosophy on helping people, you know, and when I was in sales, that was one of the uh, positioning statements that, um, you know, we, I, I trained some of my sales reps to say is, you know, if, if you, if you are going to position something as a solution to someone, show them what's in it for them so that they can see the value of what you're offering. You know, don't think about yourself. You don't, don't, you know, don't, don't try to over here calculate how much you're going to make off the sale. Think about it in terms of what's in it for this other person. If I give the very best of my talent, or if I find the very best solution that I can offer them, what's in it for them. And uh, the funny thing is that when you are constantly involved with putting other people first, you know, other people will put you first. And, you know, it's it's a strange concept when you're praying for somebody else. That means that somebody is praying for you like you're always covered, you know, like the old saying, you know, if I owe you money, you'll never be broke. I mean, (laughs) I didn't I don't really like that because it's like if you owe me money, you pay me. But, you know, for some people, if um, you know, if 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 you are constantly involved with helping people, 
then you you will always find yourself in a position where, you know, help if you need it is readily available because that goes back to the the giving factor. If you're always giving, then you'll find that you're opening up your heart and making room for you to receive something great, right? So keeping your eyes on your own paper gives you an advantage. You know, it gives you an advantage because you're working on self-mastery. You know, instead of working on out self-mastery or out other person mastery or whatever is out there in the in your external, you're working on self-mastery. How can I become, you know, a more effective person? How can I how can I become a more confident person, a more healthy person? How can I get my finances together? When you are when you're involved in self-mastery, no, you got to know one thing. It is not selfish at all for you to focus primarily on being the best version of yourself. I'll say that again. It is not selfish. It's not selfish at all for you to focus on being the best person that you can be. What is selfish <laughs> is is once you become the best person that you can be, you try to impose on other people's right to their own journey. That's, you know, and learn from my mistake. I made that mistake, right? Like when I when I first stopped smoking weed, <clears throat> I would call all of my friends and be like, yo, you know, you got to stop smoking. It's the best thing ever, you know. And, and the thing about it is, is that's not their journey. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, their journey is different, right? Uh, everybody's journey is different. And if I'm imposing my own journey on someone else, I'm not keeping my eyes on my own paper. I'm running in another lane that's not my lane and that could cause me to trip and fall or I could cause somebody else to trip and fall. And, you know, it's like everybody's purpose is different. And the more I get involved with self-development, the more I'm able to communicate better with other people, the more I know myself better, the better I can communicate with other people. And that just comes from, you know, an intense, intentional, an intentional decision to master self, right? The greatest enemy is within. Your voice is the loudest voice that you'll hear. So how can you you know, work on being more confident? How can you work on being, being more effective? You know, how can you work on helping more people? How can you work on creating a healthier lifestyle? You know, all of these things are, this is true wealth. That's, that's the version of true wealth, right? So quick, uh, quick story on Instagram earlier, I had a post regarding, uh, a reference of about fear, you know, asking when was the last time that you did something that was, you know, frightening to you or made you feel fear. And uh, the reason that I asked that is because I wanted to illustrate with one of my favorite stories in the Bible of about David and Goliath, you know, and since this is a podcast, I can take a little bit more time to talk about David and Goliath. So you have David here who has zero experience with 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 war, right? He has zero experience with fighting. Uh, he's a really young kid. Uh, all he does is hang out, you know, on the shepherd with sheep. You know, and like he's a he's a he's you know he's just a he's just a, a young kid. And here you have a a, um, a giant. <laughs> I couldn't even figure out any other way to describe it except you have this giant of a being, this man that's humongous. You know, I mean, if you had to think about it. Think about how you look to a toddler, right? Like, think about that. That that's the that's the image that I want to put in your mind. If you had to picture David and Goliath, think about a three-year-old and you. Think about how ginormous you look to them, right? So you have David, 
you know, no experience. And then you have Goliath, an experienced warrior, an experienced fighter. So as that parallels to the idea of fear, you have someone that is on their way, someone that is, you know, on, on in the beginning stages of finding out who they are and what their purpose is. And then you have this big monstrous presence, right? That's that's been where it ha- where it's going to face like it's it's been in that situation before so it has all of this experience to heighten its confidence right and as that relates to fear you know i'm going to spoil the story and tell you in case you didn't know uh that david defeated goliath he defeated him he and not only did he defeat him but he defeated him with small effort with effort that he had been doing every single day with something that he had been practicing every single day he defeated you know one of the most notorious you know warriors or fighters in the region he defeated him with something small that he had you know he kind of honed his his craft in every day like so now i have to say that you know david's experience with the craft of using a slingshot, you know, he, of course he tested it out on like lions and things like that. But I mean, a lion and a giant is two different things. That's like a puppy and a toddler. Like the, 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 the toddler is like, Oh, I, this thing, my same size, like I could take this thing. Right. So the, uh, the thing that I, how we, how we would relate that to fear is that you have someone that's on their way, that's doing something small every day to prepare themselves. Right. And then they're faced with this ginormous presence of something that says, ha 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 laughing in your face saying, what do you think you're here to do? You can't beat me, you know? And the reality of it is, is once David killed Goliath, once he defeated Goliath, Goliath's name never came up again in the Bible. Like it's done. It's over. It's it, we're gone. He's gone. Nobody ever mentioned Goliath. <laughs> and you know, when I was talking about it on Instagram, I was like, you know, honestly, I've never met anybody named Goliath. Like I'm sure there may be a guy named Goliath. I just have never met anybody named Goliath. And that's the thing about fear is that when you are focused on doing the things that you need to do every day to prepare for when your time comes, you know, you are going to be able to use the small little details of something that you've been practicing every day to take out a ginormous presence of fear. In the face of fear, he stood with something that he had been building on every day and he defeated it and it never would return. You know what I'm saying? So when fear the thing about fear is that it seems so big. It seems so grand. It seems like it's been, you know, it has all this confidence. But when you defeat fear, you are deliberately making a choice to say you no longer have presence in my land. You no longer have presence or you no longer have a right to be in my land and my in my environment. <laughs> you bow down to me. Right. I control you. Uh, so, you know, that's the encouragement It's just to keep your eyes on your own paper, you know, stay in your own lane because it's in staying in your own lane that you can critique what you're doing to make yourself run faster. And then when you get to the finish line, you know, if you look up and you say, well, where's everybody at? You know, everybody else is 10 steps behind because you were wor- focusing on how can I make my own legs go as fast as they can possibly go. Right. So with that being said, be sure to follow me on Instagram. It's Tamika L. Turner, T-A-M-I-K-A-L-T-U-R-N-E-R. And yo, I'm out. Peace.
Thanks for tuning in to Tea Talks, a weekly podcast hosted by a positive photographer, Tamika O. Turner. That's me. Be sure to subscribe before you leave. And if you're not already, be sure to follow me on Instagram. It's Tamika O. Turner. T-A-M-I-K-A-L-T-U-R-N-E-R. Have a slamming week. Let's get it.